Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode all about love. I've been doing Naked Beauty for about eight years now, and as you all know, I ask every guest, when do you feel most beautiful? And one thing that really strikes me is how often partners come up, how often people say it's when my husband is looking at me or when I'm with my girlfriend on a date night. Love makes us feel beautiful. And so an episode all about love, in a way, really is a conversation about beauty and how beauty moves through us and shows up in acts of love. This episode is the incredible love story between Quiche and Crystal. Now, Crystal was on episode 46 of Naked Beauty. That's how far back I was introduced to the brilliance of Crystal. This was back when she was working at Man Repeller, which doesn't even exist anymore. She was always this New York City street style star, so creative, but beyond her creativity and her incredible outfits, her point of view and her humor is what made me a Crystal fan from the beginning. So Crystal was always kind of working around fashion and very fabulous and always out and about on the town. Now Crystal works with Quiche. They founded a very good job together, which is their company that they founded while they were in quarantine, but it's an advertising house that's focused on film, television, music. They do really cool projects. They work with a lot of your favorite brands. And a lot of people got to hear Quiche and Crystal's love story on a Refinery29 special called Dear Black Love. It came out in 2019. And the video they filmed together for Refinery29 showcased their incredible relationship. And it opens with Quiche talking about what it feels like to love a black woman. Let's play that clip. Loving a black woman feels um, like a privilege. It feels like I'm seen. So I sat down to talk to them February 2024. Four years later, they've now welcomed a newborn into the world. Baby Jack is here, only 10 weeks old, so they are new parents. But their love story is truly so inspiring, and it reminds us all just how transformational love can be. I guarantee this conversation is going to have you smiling from ear to ear. I was so touched by their love story. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Crystal Keish, welcome to Naked Beauty. I knew I wanted to do this episode about how love changes us and the transformative power of love. And you all love each other and then have now brought life into the world, which is a new love, a a physical representation of your love. I've just been thinking about your beautiful love story and I wanted to share it with the audience. So I'm really excited to talk to you all about this. Thank you so much. We're, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to talk about anyway. (laughs) Thanks for thinking our love is worth talking about. Well, I'm going to start with the big question first, which is how do you feel that loving each other has changed you? I mean, for me, 
it's turned me inside out. So often people talk about love as this sort of like um, holy, uh, saccharine, always affirmative thing. And rarely do people talk about how much a mirror your partner is to you for the things that aren't so great that you haven't confronted yet. You know, there'll be times where I am fully not telling the truth to myself and Keisha's like, we know that's not true, you know, and then I have to grapple with being put on blast because it is, it's always the truth, you know, because one thing about Lakeisha Herman is she cannot tell a lie. So, <laughs> you know, if she, if she is bringing something to me in that way, it, you know, like that at first was really hard, but I am better for it. What would be an example of that, of a time that Keish came to you and mirrored? Read her for filth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it can be things as small as, you know, we'll go into the grocery store and I'm like picking up 18 avocados because I'm going to have avocado toast every day for breakfast. And she's like, but you would probably want Captain Crunch. So I need, or a Pop-Tart, I need you to know you. Okay. Right. You know, like something that simple where it's like, okay, that's, yeah. She's like, we're going to waste 16 of these avocados. So what are you, what are you saying? And then all the way up to, you know, really fundamental things about myself or like, I guess maybe ways that I want to be better versions of myself that I haven't confronted yet or that I think I have. And she will, you know, kindly sometimes a bit more sternly let me know that that's not the whole truth that I need to sit with it. And that's a big thing I've learned from her is sitting with things and not just being so quick to have an answer. If we're in like, you know, an argument or a disagreement and I'm ready to explain why, why I behaved away or why I did something. And she's like, I don't need you to have the answer right now. You can come back. So I don't know if I've over answered the question, but you know, that's, that's my answer. No, yeah. that's beautiful. Keisha, I'd be curious to hear from you. Mine is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of like, Crystal's definitely encouraged me to be softer. And I take into account people's perspectives and perhaps what they're going through a lot more than I would have before. Mm. And just uh, encouraged a lot more grace for other people. Has that grace extended onto myself yet? No, but you know, it's definitely encouraged me to uh, give people a break. She's taught me that, but there's just like so much more going on. Probably because I say three times a week, give me a fucking break. <laughs> well, it's true. It. I heard somewhere that you should assume that everyone you meet is in the process of grieving, which I mm. thought was so oh, profound. Wow. It really you definitely is. talk to people more tender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that. I might take that one with me. Well, I need to get the love story, how you met. And Keisha, we had a pre-call where we heard a little bit about the first date outfit planning from Crystal's point of view. But I want to hear you both tell the story of your first date. So yeah, I was working at Sony at the time and I was working on this uh, project. It's the only one in the office late at night on deadline and my laptop kept crashing. Wow. Every time it was just about to be done, it kept crashing. So I'm like live posting about this on IG story. And um, this woman kept messaging me, but I was on deadline. So I'm like messaging back to a bunch of people and then going back to work. And then after about the fifth message, I was like, who is this woman that keeps messaging me? And I looked <laughs> at the page and I was like, who is this woman that keeps messaging me? So your beer bottles and chainsaws, right? Yes. Okay. So that's the name you're seeing come through the DM. And now you're at the Sony office in New Manhattan. In New York, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And what year office, is this? 2018. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she slid in my DMs and 
take it away. Yeah. Slid in her DMs and said <laughs> something along the lines of not something. You know <laughs> it exact. I said sending you good mojo, which like why? But it worked. You know, the mojo worked. The mojo worked. And then from there, you know, she texts me and said, Mrs. Keish, I'm gonna lock you in my phone in case anything, any cool art art, music, or culture things come about. And I was like, okay. That was a Thursday. That was a Thursday. Oh, was it? Mm -hmm. And then we made a date to meet on Monday. Yeah. And then we couldn't wait. Then we couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. And then we met that Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so you're scheduled to meet on Monday. You meet on Thursday. And Mm -hmm. then you just decide you can't wait. Like what, you text each other and you're like, we just can't wait until Monday? Keish said, I know we have a date scheduled for Monday, but I don't want to wait that long. I would love to see you on Saturday, but I understand if you're busy, but I would love to see you on Saturday. Wow. The respect for the boundaries also, right? Like I want this, but I don't want to push. Yeah. I have that text saved in my phone. So I kind of know it word for word. Um, yeah. And so obviously I was like, yes, I I will come to you. Um, and then we met that Saturday at a place I'd never been to, um, called art bar, or Art Cafe. Art Cafe. It's right around the corner from Ode to Babel, which is where she was out and about. Out and about. At the time. Yeah. And then we met and we hung out. And then I was going to first Saturdays at Brooklyn Museum. So we split. Then I came That's to her house. a New York love story. Yeah. Truly. And then I came back to her house because she was having a house party. And then I spent yeah. a good part of the night hanging out with her and some of her friends. After she left me that day, I told her again. Okay. I again cannot wait till monday and i need to see you again so i invited her over that night wow okay so one of my questions for you quiche is the art of texting and the smoothness of these messages are you an english major do you have a background (laughs) no and what's funny is usually i'm like somebody who does a lot of math when it comes to texting you know especially with someone that you're interested in i'm like making sure i'm not texting too quickly and am i saying the right things and with her, it was just none of that. Wow. It was just like whatever was coming out was just, I, I I wanted to answer her so quickly that I didn't have time for the filter because wow. I was just so excited about where we were. Yeah. And that was a big sign to me. Yes. You know, to not even think about doing the math. Wow. And then when you get all of these, you know, beautifully well-written texts that are very smooth, are you thinking about, okay, how do I respond? What do I say? Or was it also immediate for you? Like, I just want to get back to her immediately. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to get back to her immediately and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're just naturally hilarious and smooth. So I'm a smooth guy, but yeah, there, there was a lot to say. I just felt like there, there was this person that I knew that I always wanted. And I'd been in a nine-year relationship prior to meeting Keish and wasn't my fullest version of myself that I am in, in a relationship or what I wanted it wanted to be and so you know I felt like I was waiting for her to like be all of those things and know that I could be all those things without feeling shy or embarrassed or silly and so when I figured out that I could be that it was just like I gotta <laughs> tell you all the things all the beautiful things the sweet things like you are the person that they've, they've been meant for this whole time and now I get to say them all that is just the most beautiful thing I've ever heard We have to talk about beauty and fashion because, Crystal, your style is, I mean, you both have incredible style, but I think, Crystal, (laughs) you just every day just turn it out and just put together the most interesting things. You just have such, I feel like 
you know how they say your clothes speak for you before like you have a chance to speak? Yes. Very few people are truly communicating who they are through their clothing, but you, I think, have such a way of expressing yourself through what you choose and it stands out and it has through, I mean, that's why so many people love your style and look up to it. Oh, thank so, you. Your outfit. So when, so when you're going to meet this person that you already have a very special feeling about, I want to hear about putting together the look and the outfit. And then Keisha, I want to hear how you felt when you first saw Crystal arrive for your date. Yeah. I mean, I typically tend to veer more on the like experimental side of fashion but going on this first day i kind of wanted to be like what i knew of quiche i tell her all the time i was like i thought you were vegetarian slash vegan like crunchy i didn't know so i was like i'm gonna be cool but i'm not gonna like put on the full court press because i just didn't know exactly where she stood on certain things but i wore this vintage howard university t-shirt baby baby blue this checkerboard skirt and i had just gotten Virgil Abloh and Nike's UNC dunks in blue and white, which is not my style. Like a full baby blue outfit is just absurd and something I would never do. But <laughs> with green hair, that with was green uh, hair, pink curled, yeah, yeah. Um, curled, neon green hair. This is yeah. the vibe, though. And you went to Howard, so it's also like again communicating who you are through your choices. Yeah, it's like they always say, like if, if you meet a vegetarian and someone who went to Howard, who's going to tell you? First, yeah, Howard. the Howard person. Yes, usually the Howard person. I'm fine with that. But yeah, so that was the outfit. I felt really good. I had lost a, a bit of weight prior to meeting Keish, just because like, you know, out of a relationship, wanting to feel really healthy. And that was just a byproduct. So I was experimenting with new clothing, new style a little bit. And yeah, I just actually, the other day we're, we're moving. So we're like packing boxes and I have the outfit stored together. And I put it on in the bathroom and took a picture of it, sent it to Keish. Oh my gosh. Um, you put on any fragrance? I don't think I did. Oh, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. I am oddly obsessed with Carol's daughter, Almond Cookie. Oh, I, I am too. That is just the most comforting scent ever. Ever. And it's like the very specific one when Carol's daughter had a store in Fort Greene. I think she was still making them with like oils. Right. So it's and it like, had like the almond on top. Yes. 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 That was the time. Lisa Price is a dear friend of ours. And yeah. So I think I was wearing that. I'd found one just like in my house. And so I was like, oh, this will be good. So that's what I was wearing. I mean, yeah. and so Keish, you see her emerge in, in baby blue. And what was your first thought? It sounds so corny. But I, it, it literally was like, there you are. I can still see her, like her shoulders going up and her doing this big smile as she's walking towards me, but it's like a bit of a shuffle and I can tell she's nervous, but also excited. And I just like, I don't know, I was nervous, but I was just more like ready to be in her presence. But yeah, I thought she looked amazing, of course. Now, you all are in a very different place from going to like first Saturdays at the Brooklyn Museum. I mean, like you have a newborn at home. How has your relationship changed in this phase of your life? I think we're still learning who we are in as these new people, this new version of ourselves. Like, you know, it's difficult because you're, you're also learning about yourself. Like I've been a mom for 10 weeks. I don't know shit about being a mom myself. Like, you know what I mean? So about the baby, you know, you're learning so many new people at one time, but I always say when people ask me what's my favorite part about motherhood, pretty high up there is seeing Keish become a mom. It's just the way he, you know, 
laughs when he, when they're together and like if I'm in the other room and he they're like going at it and you can hear like little giggles and it's just it is a joy and like just like a juicy as our friend Sarah calls things juicy like pleasure seeing her become a mom but we also argue all the time let's get to that you know because I think that conflict resolution and compromise these are all things that in order to like work on them, conflicts have to arise, right? Like there has to be tension to learn how to move past tension in a relationship. So what do you all fight about? Well, I do want to say, I think we fight less since Jack got here. Mm, Because especially when we're in the newborn schedule, there's less time that we were spending together. (laughs) So So we didn't argue. We didn't argue. We didn't have time. We were like mad (laughs) intentional about that time that we had. But now that we got out of that and then we went back to work, that's when we saw a lot of, you know, the frustrations come because like we're going back to work and it's just like, I think a part of us just also wanted to stay in this bubble. So that, that began some arguments, but yeah. What would you say we fuss about? We believe the same things. We be- we have the same morals, same family values, but fundamentally we're different people. The way that she works is very different than the way that I work, the way that I keep a house is very different than the way she keeps a house. I'm much messier than she is. She is a drill sergeant. Would you call me messy? No, I wouldn't. You know what? That's true. I'm messy. She's not. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's that's fair. I'm the messy one in my marriage. So I know what that's like. Yeah. We go grocery shopping. She likes to put the groceries away. I, she will bring them in the house. I just have a lot of systems. She does. She does. Right. But you know what? I always tell my husband, I'm like, you're enabling me because I just don't even bother because I know you're just going to come behind me and do it the right way. So like, why should I even take the time? The amount of times I've heard that, Brooke. (laughs) You just just single-handedly crack the code on our relationship. So thank you. We will send you a check. Maybe that's a sign of a healthy relationship that one person is that and then the other person is, you know, the other way. Yeah, I think so. So That's the formula. Like she puts the groceries away because she believes all the friends need to be together. So the condiments are together. If I go in there and I like, you know, grab some lunch meat and then I put it on a different shelf, I can hear her from audibly from another room being like, all the friends go together. Come on. Like it's not that hard. But like with like, yeah. 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 I've heard it all. When, When you all do a trip, who plans the trip? Like who does all of the details on the ground or the flights? Oh, Crystal. Okay. But the reason is because if it were if it were left up to Quiche, we would be flying on Soul Plane. Okay, <laughs> we'd be flying in Economy Basic. We would be flying in the laboratory. Like she she has a laboratory in the back. I have the laboratory in the middle. Jack is in the front. That is how we would be flying. Oh, yeah, at least um, get a first class. Laboratory. Yeah. So same with hotels. Yeah. We were staying in in Keisha's lives in Fort or her family lives in Fort Lauderdale. We were like, let's go to Miami for a few days. She got us an absolute motel. And I was like, this is, I need you to know you will never, ever, ever. It looked cute. Book. It looked cute. It looked cute. But when we got there, but when we got there, she was like, I'm so sorry. My issue is, okay, in the same way that you're like, you know, 20 years is now the year 2000. And I'm like, I can't fathom that. How is that? I still think that hotels are supposed to be $100 a night. And I think that's where we get mixed like, up. Like I will again, we'll hear her like if we're booking a hotel and she's like, the Hyatt is 275. And I'm like, yes, Keish, the Hyatt. And I'm not staying at the Hyatt. Okay. So I just need you to like 
understand. I'm learning to but, spend but, my you know, money. It's true. But now she, you know, if we travel separately for some reason, she'll call me in the airport. She's like, I miss you so much. And I'm like, oh, why? Oh, because I don't have Delta lounge access without you. <laughs> so I, little by little, I'm turning her into her soft life city girl, luxury bay. But we, but in, her, in terms of like splitting, like when we travel, I think we do a little bit of both. Like we both enjoy planning for each other and, and you know, separately. And so I'll do the itinerary. Yeah, but like I'll, we don't really do an itinerary, but yeah, we'll, I'll send her everything. No, I'll send you like, I'll like restaurants stuff. and stuff. Yeah, no, no, yes, of course. But I I'll do all the driving. driving. You do do all the driving, that's fair. But we kind of do it together. And then there's certain things like with hotels, I'll send her the hotels that are on the approval list. And I'm like, which of these four <laughs> you like most? Because this can only be one of right. these four. Right. And then yeah. Keish just like filters by price and picks the lowest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. she does exclusively uh, argue only in the airport. Yeah, like in our first what two years, we never used to argue only in the airport. Our first argument was in the airport because we have such dif- different standards. Keish will get the airport ten minutes beforehand. Mm-hmm. I want to take a moment and go back to your early childhood adolescence when you mm-hmm. first thought about the life you were going to have and would you get married or would you become a parent when you were younger what notions did you have about your future life with a partner for me i don't think i was ever one of those gals who endeavored to be married or endeavored to be a mom i think maybe that was by virtue of trying to sort out my sexuality you know at that time you only married men or that's mm-hmm. what you only thing you saw on tv so I just, it never really, I knew that's what you were supposed to do. So I knew that right. that was what I would do, but I didn't have any real like idea of like, oh, this is the type of partner I want. This is the type of wedding I want. I just knew like, oh, well, when you're like 22 or 25, you get married and mm-hmm. then maybe you have some kids. What you're saying about you knew that kind of marrying a man was the thing to do because that's what you saw on TV. I think what's so beautiful about the way you both share your lives is it's a possibility model. So for someone that's young that may not know what they want their future to look like, they can look at you both and say, this is a totally different representation of family and love that's available to me. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that that is why... I live my life the way that I do because it feels like a huge responsibility and an honor to show young queer Black people the beauty in the mundane. The mundane being you taking your kid to daycare, you, you know, going with your partner to doctor's appointments, that those things are possible for, for us and that queer people exist in the future and they existed in the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think that's a big part of the reason why we do things like this and also, you know, why I talk about like my fertility journey or, you know, my love for Keish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keish, what about you growing up? Yeah, I think a lot like Crystal. I mean, I knew I had a very strong desire to be a mother. And I think that's just because I grew up with the best mother you could think of. So I was very excited to start that myself. But yeah, I don't think I pictured what my day-to-day life would look like. It was more just knew that that this was something I definitely wanted to do. It was never on the fence. I knew that I wanted to have my own family. I'm always so amazed at people that know that they want motherhood. Is it for both of you as expected, more difficult than you expected? It's funny you ask that like that, because I 
that's what I've been telling people. It's, it's as hard as I expected it to be. It's not less or any harder, but it's as hard. So it's kind of like I've braced myself for this and I'm not surprised by the lack of sleep. I'm not surprised by the confusion and stuff like that. It is as hard as I thought it would. And that has allowed me to just like make mistakes, be present, learn him, and really just figure it out without forcing myself to know before I know. Yeah. For me, I think it is both easier than I thought it would be and also more difficult than I could have imagined. Easier in that, you know, you probably understand this or anybody who who has gone on this journey, people, like the minute you get a positive pregnancy test, people will tell you the most heinous stories uh, like that they heard from their cousin or that they went through. And so, you know, I just like, obviously had people in my life who had wonderful stories. I mean, you, uh, seeing you and Mavi together is just so special. So knew that that existed, but also just had, like this one guy told us, he was like, well, you won't be able to go to the movies. And we were like, you can't go to the movie? Like what? Cause we were like, oh, we're gonna go see a movie. He was like, do it now. And it's just, you know, that, that sort of stuff. And so, you know, once Jack got here, we have so much community that we leaned on my mom, Keisha's mom, my best friend, my sister, all of our chosen family. And so we just have a group of people that we can lean on whenever we need to. If we need someone to just like hang out with Jack for a few hours so we can get some work done or whatever the case may be. And then more difficult in that, you know, a big part of my social media life is focused on my mental health and that journey. And so, you know, I was really nervous about what after what postpartum would look like with my mental health. And I had prepared myself for postpartum depression, which didn't really happen for me, but postpartum anxiety, postpartum rage have been incredibly difficult. I think I had postpartum anxiety, but I didn't realize it until after. How did mm. you know that it was postpartum anxiety? I think having someone in the house who has a more standardized view of what life looks like without anxiety let me know that where I was at, you know, like there's times where uh, early on, I would just kind of not even early on recently, but I got to sleep with my hand on his bassinet just so I can like make sure he's breathing, you know, yes. or I'm constantly reassuring and checking what every little thing means in, in, in a way that felt like I needed to seek help to understand um, from like a perinatal psychiatrist, all that sort of stuff. And you're just seeing Keisha. Like the other day, we were having a bit of an argument, and I asked her. I said, "Do you get anxious?" And she took it to mean something very differently. But I, I no, I said, "Do you? What did I say? Do you not worry? Do you not worry?" And I think she thought I meant like, "Do you not worry about our kid?" Which is not what I meant. What I meant was like, I need to understand. Like, I am constantly in a, in, in, depending on the day, in a constant state of worry. Right. Surely. I think I responded to you. Sometimes I wonder what you worry about. Like, I cannot <laughs> be trying to like, what, I, what is she worried about? Like, he's just sitting there and I'm just like, I don't see anything wrong. She'd be like, no, you see how he's breathing? What about that blink? And I'd be like, seems fine. Yeah. She's like, he's just being a baby. And, and so it is because of that. Like, you know, we, we are so far from each other on our anxiety level that it's a nice check. And this is something we've learned about each other is that there's no point in either of us trying to meet the other person where they are. Mm -hmm. There's magic in both of those places. So where I might be over indexing on a lot of things, Keisha's like, I think we're good. And where Keisha may be a bit more lax, I'm like, hey, maybe we should just like call the pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And both sides of that coin 
are gonna are only gonna serve Jack. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's the perfect balance. I mean, all I'm hearing as you all talk is how well you complement each other. Pregnancy is challenging. And Chrisley, you also mentioned your journey, even just getting pregnant. I also think it's hard for the partner to make the person carrying the child feel beautiful and feel loved and feel comfortable. And I'd love to hear your experience, Crystal, and then also Keish, how you made Crystal feel beautiful during her pregnancy. Um, I, this is, I don't know any other way to say this, but that has never been my experience. She, she told me long before we even thought about actually getting pregnant for real, how much she thought pregnant women were beautiful and attractive and all of that. And so there was a lot of days where I didn't feel beautiful. There was zero days where she didn't make me feel beautiful. Her joy is to be in service to me. It truly is one of her favorite things. And I thought that was like a crock of bullshit when we first started dating. And it is just not. She just, like she says all the time where I'm like, oh, hey, I really like that soup you made me. Or I really like that thing you did. And she's like, okay, I'll do it more. Okay, well, I need to do that more. And that's just like what she says and what she means. And it's one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, first trimester pregnancy for me was just rough. Lots of nausea and all that stuff. But that second trimester. The second trimester. The smile on both of your faces. Okay, well, <laughs> what was it just the hormones were flowing? You were feeling good? All of that. Yeah. She I was showing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I got my groove back because the first one I was just like gray. But yeah, second trimester was fantastic. Lots of reasons. And it was, I think it, you hit the second trimester like June, mid-June, top of June, so like right in time for summer. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then third trimester, again, it was just kind of like, I am done doing this. You know, I'm ready for, for the next thing. And so in all of those different parts of pregnancy, there was just never a time where she just didn't look at me. I always tell her, like, if I come downstairs and I have an outfit on and she doesn't go, you're gorgeous then I need to go back and change. And there was just rarely a time where I'd come downstairs and she would say that. And I was just like on cloud nine. Keish, do you remember thinking about ways that you could support Crystal or just make her feel good throughout her pregnancy? Oh yeah. It's a lot of, uh, it was a lot of like little notes, a lot of acknowledging. I think that's something that we do really well is acknowledge one another, whether it's like someone just did the dishes or walk the dogs, we always say thank you, whether it's your turn to do it or not. So acknowledging her, you know, being proud of her for for waking up, for for showing up when she's not feeling well. And I think, yeah, just just seeing her for where she's at, but also, yeah, I just I just found her incredibly attractive. So it was also very easy. I was obviously I'll always find her attractive, but it was just something I don't know if this is the right word, divine, but also primal. Like Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was like a need. Mm -hmm. Um, Very nice. It was very nice. (laughs) Wow. I mean. We're ready for baby number two. She's ready for baby number two. Wow. Wow. At 10 weeks. That is. Who's asking me in the hospital as I was housing my (laughs) Nobu that I had just gotten all of my raw sushi um she was like so I was like so Q1 2025 yeah that's what she wants but yeah I mean I think that's also that's really important we do acknowledge each other each other so much and we find ways to do it that are just sort of even outside of maybe just like oh thank you for doing that something new that we started is I don't know how it started Mm -hmm. but we started paying each other for our favors you gave me a tip for looking cute oh I gave her a tip for looking cute 
And then the next day, I think I may have like walked the dogs and it was her turn. And she like put the dollar in her hand and she was like, thank you. This is for walking the dogs, things like that. Like those are the special magic moments that you can't like plan or think about. It just happens. And then it becomes like tradition or our thing. And like, I'm waiting to get paid again. It makes you want to do extra things. And you all also work together. We should talk a little bit about the work that you all do together because that's also a whole other dynamic in the relationship that you have to keep in balance. But it sounds like you all go out of your way to make things fun and playful. It's like remembering to date your partner. How do you balance working together, but also being a couple? It's a practice, one that I don't know that we have mastered yet because again, mastered, maybe not mastered, but we are good at it. Yeah, yeah. But it's an ongoing sort of thing, figuring out like our best ways to work together. Because again, we are so very different in the way that we work. Keisha's a workhorse. Like she loves to work, especially in, in a job that we've created that, you know, sort of pays for our life and is like how we built our family. It's like very, it's just her favorite thing. One of her favorite things. I, on the other hand, am like, I'm just a girl. Yeah, I'm just a girl. (laughs) Give me a paycheck. (laughs) You know, like, what do you need? I don't want to send emails, you know? And again, my parents were, were small business owners and I saw just how much work goes into it. And I just, again, never endeavored to be like the janitor, the accountant, all the things. But the reason that I have for me been here, been at a very good job this long is because I do get to see Keish and work with Keish in all of these ways, which is really special that we built our life's work together. Yeah, it definitely takes intention though. I mean, any good relationship does take intention based on every facet. So this one, we just, we make sure, you know, we take uh, Zoom calls separate, separate rooms. We have a system of like this little card that says, uh, hello or DND to let you know whether the person is available to be, you know, interrupted or not. Oh my gosh, wait, where do you physically place this card? My husband and I need this. It's just on your desk right there and it's either green or red. And yeah. Wow. And is this something you bought? No, I, I drew it. Yeah. And just made out of cardboard. A little cardboard in it. I'll send works. you pictures of it. Send me pictures. I literally need this because a lot of the disagreements that my husband like is, I wouldn't even say it's a disagreement, but like he'll come in, I'm in the middle. And he's like, well, I need your opinion on this. And then I'll come into his office and I'll be like, he's like, I'm in the middle of something. And I'm like, but you just interrupted me. And I really need your response. It's just like, becomes the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely helpful. And I also, before Jack was getting out the house to, to, you know, either go play pickleball or go to a coffee shop and work. And I think that's also, it was necessary for me to, break up my schedule a little bit. As an entrepreneur, it's very easy to get comfy uh, when you have nobody telling you what to do. So you kind of got to break yourself out of your comfort zones every now and then. We also just like in the beginning, we're taking every project and like no matter what the task was, we were doing 50% of that task, whether it was aligned with our skill set or not. Yeah. Because Keish has an advertising background. I have like a fashion experiential background. And so we would be doing things that didn't serve one or the other. And then we finally realized like, okay, Keish, this is her skill set. This is what she's really good at. She should be handling those things. Crystal, this is your skill set. This is what you're really good at. You should be handling those things. We don't have to like, now we don't, we no longer have to like 
figure out who's doing what, when they're doing it, 50 Google Docs. It's just like became really easy. We gave ourselves titles. And I think that has also been incredibly helpful for working together. Yeah. I'm curious how you all take care of yourselves uh, individually and together. And I guess I want you to imagine a scenario. Let's say it's three or four months from now and baby Jack is with family members being well taken care of and you all are able to go on your first trip. You have mm. unlimited budget. Mm. You've got a, a long weekend. How, how are you going to spend it taking care of yourselves and each other? Well, the whole time you were saying it up until a long weekend, I was like, Japan, we're going. Yeah. But a long weekend, just getting away, getting away from New York, you know, just like, being somewhere quiet and also really decadent. Yeah. Crystal and I really love to enjoy good food together and mm. talk about that good food and what we're both tasting and feeling and what it reminds us of. We try mm. to eye on the hog whenever we go to somewhere new or somewhere that we love. Mm -hmm. So I, I love having really good food, Crystal. Yeah. So it involved that and some kind of like spa treatment mm -hmm. i was gonna say that some kind of sweetness for us to yeah. indulge in spa treatment for sure um if we're talking short weekend new orleans is one of our favorite places mm -hmm. together as, yes i mean as soon as you said good food i was like that's new orleans all day yeah yeah we can i just yeah it's like off the plane we're getting charbroiled oysters we're just eating our way Keish always keeps a tally of how many things we eat so it'll be like on this trip, we had 75 oysters and we had two pounds of crab and we had 15 Bowden balls, whatever the mm -hmm. thing is, which is just a fun way to like look back on our time. So for me, yeah, it'd be New Orleans. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of places in New Orleans that I love to shop at that are just like little hidden gems. So that I wouldn't be me if I didn't say shopping. And then there's a tree or like it almost, I think it's an exhibit in New Orleans at the New Orleans Museum of Art, maybe, but it's called the Singing Oak. And there's a little bench, this massive oak tree, and there's probably hundreds of wind chimes. And Keish took me there from, like, I'd never been before. And I told her after, I was like, that felt like church because you just sit there, mm -hmm. just like close your eyes. I sat on the bench, closed my eyes, and she walked around the tree. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. just a weekend for me. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. I hope you guys have that weekend soon. Yeah, same. Um, same. Keish, one of the things you're really good at is memorializing the relationship and these moments in your life. Why mm -hmm. is that so important for you to do? I'm not sure. I just always have since I was small. Mm -hmm. uh, just seems like, I think I'm always thinking about who's coming behind me. Maybe they'll want to know. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But also I read a lot of it. I, I know that a lot of life is forgotten. A lot of what we have in our phone is lost. And I am really big on just tangible media and having something in your hands that you can touch and smell and feel and understand that people before you have touched and smelled and felt that thing too. And it's been given to you. And it just feels really special. Yeah, I have notebooks on notebooks for our love and life and recipes and, you know, the making of Jack. And it just... I don't know. I think those things are really special and we forget how special it is because there's such an influx of so much, like our lives are saturated with stuff. And I think, you know, taking stock of those, those things, it's just how we remember that life is more than just the blur. And mm -hmm. that there are 
these touch points that meant something. Someone asked me what I felt about you doing all this work. And I obviously told them that it's just like so rewarding to like be able to look back and how special it is. But I also told them that I often think about when we're long gone and, you know, maybe four or five generations from now, maybe two or three generations from now, someone's going to happen upon a thrift shop Mm -hmm. and they're going to see this pink book or whatever color we have for that year. They're going to dust it off and they're going to see how we lived and they're going to take it home. They're going to show their friends. And I just like, there's something that feels so warm when I think about that's like, you know, when you go to the thrift store now, you might find a like well, random picture. It doesn't end up in a thrift shop. <laughs> like after five or six generations, people are like packing things yeah. out, you know, it's like, we got to get rid of these. Yeah. 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 And it's also like, it's also like black history in a way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Black history, queer history. It's just like, you know, we often talk about the picture that Jack will show his friends and they say, that's my mom, that the, these are my moms. And now he just has like this wonderful like book that he can show. This is my family. Like all of my family. This is, I'm just so lucky to have her be the sort of memory keeper for us. I want to hear Crystal for you, a recent memory you have of looking at Quiche and feeling like, wow, she is so beautiful. You know, someone asked me that recently and I started telling them like a time when I saw Quiche with Jack. And while that is obviously really special, there is something in seeing Quiche for for Quiche and not Quiche that belongs to somebody else, doesn't belong to me, doesn't belong to Jack, doesn't belong to anybody but herself. And she's growing her hair out. She's like big hat gang. Um, I think there was a day last week she had like taken a shower and she had finger combed her hair for the first time, like back. And, you know, she was glistening and just like, I could see her whole face. And I just remember thinking, wow, like she looks like a doll like a porcelain doll in in not a creepy way. And I just remember like, you know, she like often like jokes about how great her jawline is. I don't even know if it's a joke, but. You have a great uh, jawline. There's no joke detected. Yeah. (laughs) Don't talk about it too much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she just like her jawline was popping. She had on like a little tank top because she was like still half dressed. And I was like, I get to come home to this every day. And then that's the day that I was like, I mean, maybe we could do baby number two. Maybe we could start talking about baby number two. I need to slick my hair back more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but while we're like going through this like time of such great transformation where I might have known like, oh, we're going to have a date tonight. I know she's going to look great. Now it's like stolen moments that I really like want to appreciate her form. So, you know, maybe just like, I think it was today. I told you, you caught me looking at you. Mm-hmm. I just was like walking up the stairs and I like stopped and she was putting groceries away. And I just like got lost for a second. And then she looked at me and I got a little like, not embarrassed, but I just said, oh, you caught me looking at you. Mm-hmm. You are too much. This is just like the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Keish, when do you think Crystal looks her most beautiful usually when she has just got like right before we go out when she's coming down the steps to the living room because that's when she's feeling herself as well but there's like this in between time where when she's feeling herself and waiting to see if I am feeling her too but I think that's when yeah because there's there's also like you know her full style that's her fullest self Yeah. It's like appreciating her artistry. And I feel like it's an Mm -hmm. Aquarius thing to like intellectualize your outfit. You know, it's like you want your partner to be impressed with what you've put together because you're not just putting on like a little black dress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. 
I need her to be impressed every time. Even if she's like, oh, I don't like those shoes. I'm like, well, fuck off. But what about everything else? You know what I mean? Like I really, I, I get dressed for me, but I do. And this is, I tell her this all the time. I yearn for her approval. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good knowing that she sees me in that way. And it's like, gosh, she's gorgeous. I just can hang my head on that some days. As you think about the future of your relationship, what are you most looking forward to? I am looking forward to seeing ourselves in, you know, I feel like we're five years, almost six years in. And there's this like, you know, these like trajectories. I feel like maybe this is our first like big different person than we were when we met in 2018. And so just seeing all these versions of her just as she is and like what her work looks like, what she like enjoys doing in her time off. And then as a parent, I'm very much looking forward to seeing her cutting orange slices for the soccer game. She's <laughs> fully invested that Jack is going to be a soccer player. Maybe okay. baby number two will, who knows which one will get the bug, but you know, seeing her as like that sort of like quintessential soccer mom. And as Keish said, her mom is like the white Claire Huxtable, you know? And so seeing her become her own version of what she loves most about how her mom raised her, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move to my final question, which is when do you feel most beautiful? I feel most beautiful right after I've gotten out of the shower mm. and if you know anything about me, you know, moisturization, that is the beginning and the end of my beauty routine. So after I've put on whatever lotions and potions I'm wearing for that day, and right before I put my clothes on, that is when I feel the most beautiful. Yeah, I'd say the same, but mine is my night routine. And I think it's like, even the way I make sure to put on essential oils to go to bed, to crystal, make sure that it that there's all types of it from obviously moisturizing, but just taking care and being intentional and making sure our muscles are still showing up, even though it is the end of the night. Got a good one. Yes. I'm like so inspired by your love story. I think so many people will be as well. And just what are you guys doing for Valentine's day? Just <laughs> each other's eyes all day. It's so funny. We're not big Valentine's day people. No, every day is Valentine's day. <laughs> My birthday is also two days before Valentine's. That's what Keish likes to say. Um, that's why we don't celebrate. Valentine's Day is just a day. I'm a hopeless romantic. I am down to celebrate Valentine's Day. We're celebrating this year. We are celebrating this year. But we just find that, you know, we do invest so much time into our love on a rolling basis that while this day is really special, I also think Valentine's Day is an incredibly straight holiday. It's like the man's one time to like, hey, got your heart necklace. You know right. what I mean? Uh, the gays will probably say like, we do this all the time, but this year we are, we're going to go to the standard and have a little Valentine's day dinner. My mom is in town. So Jack's got a hangout buddy. Love that for you both. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, 
eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. That was my conversation with Crystal and Keish. The romance, the love, the respect they have for one another, all so beautiful. Happy Valentine's Day to those of you that are listening to this the week that it comes out. If you're single and you're looking for love, I do hope that this conversation was a reminder to never, ever settle. And if you listen to this episode and you're already in a relationship, you're with the person that you love, I hope this conversation was a reminder to keep showing up. It certainly was for me. Thank you all so much for listening. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you are following Naked Beauty across all social platforms. We are on YouTube so you can see video clips. Subscribe to the Naked Beauty podcast on YouTube. I'm trying to go into the studio more this year so you'll have a lot more video to look forward to. Follow Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. We're doing some really great programming over there. New episodes every single Monday. Today's episode was produced and edited by Mbia Kasanga. We'll be back next week. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com